You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 103. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and big, huge announcement, doors to Macros 101 are officially open. We only open doors a couple times a year, and this will be your last chance to join until 2021. So I created Macros 101 because I don't like the way that most people teach macro counting. I don't like the way that most coaches teach it. I feel like a lot of coaches boil it down into just another diet where you're given macros and then you are expected to follow them. And if you don't follow them, then something's wrong with you and you just need to try harder. And I think that is the exact wrong way to approach a fitness journey. And it's the reason that so many women struggle and so many women uh, yo-yo up, up and down with their weight, or they hit a weight and then they rebound. And that is because you are not following a plan that was created customized for you. And so what I want to teach my clients and coach them through is how to become a scientist in their own journey, how to customize a plan that works for your lifestyle, your body, your goals, and is unique to you and is both effective and enjoyable. And that's exactly why I created Macros 101, to give you the content, the coaching, and the community to be able to do that. And so inside of Macros 101, I teach you um, five five big steps that is going to help you to accelerate your results. And the key is, and a lot of you listening have set goals that you haven't yet achieved. And if you have not yet achieved them, it is because one of these key pieces is missing. And just like if you're missing a piece, a puzzle piece, you're never going to be able to put together the puzzle, right? Until you get that puzzle piece, puzzle ain't going together. And it's the same thing with these five pieces that I've seen over and over and over again with my clients and the thousands of women that I've worked with. If you're missing one of these pieces, you aren't going to be able to be successful. And so if you haven't been able to see the results that you want yet, it is because one of these things is missing. And these are the five things that I teach inside of Macros 101. So the five steps are first setting your macros and specifically setting your starting macros, because where we start is not where we necessarily end, but you have to get started because you have to be taking action in order to adjust. I always say you can't, I can't coach a parked car. I can't coach someone who's not taking action. And so we got to get you started with some macros that are customized to you. And then number two, you need to learn how to design your customized meal plan. And this is taking those macros that you have and creating a plan that's going to work for you, that takes into account your food preferences, that takes into account your body, that takes into account your medical history or your dieting history that's going to be effective and enjoyable for you. And then number three, we have to remove the five common blocks that keep most women stuck. And if you do not remove these blocks, you will continue to... uh, commit, try and fail. And if you found yourself in that pattern before of trying and failing and trying and failing, it is likely because you're 
there's, you're holding on to one of these five common blocks. And so inside of Macros 101, a big part of what we do is I help coach you through those common blocks. And I have a four-step process that I take clients through in order to actually figure out the root cause of your self-sabotage. And then number four is I teach you how to make data-driven macro adjustments. So if you think that you can just set your macros and follow them to infinity and like you're going to magically hit your goals... <laughs> you're going to be very surprised because that is not the process. You cannot just set your macros and just expect to follow them to your goal. You need and want to be making adjustments based off of the feedback from your body. But the problem is most women aren't able to um, look at the data properly and make the proper uh, assessments of what's going on. And so then they end up either making improper assessments or improper adjustments based off of the feedback. So I teach you how to become a scientist and to look at the data, um, to understand it, to understand how to analyze it. And then from there, understand how to adjust your macros so that you're getting better results that are more customized to you over time. And then step number five is executing a reverse diet. And if you miss this piece, it doesn't matter if you have all the other pieces in line. If you miss the reverse diet, you are never going to be able to maintain the goal of weight or aesthetic that you want. Reverse dieting must be a part of your plan. And inside of Macros 101, I coach through the process because it can be scary. It can be scary to, to add calories. It can be scary to feel like you're going to be going backwards. Like, you're not at your goal weight yet. And all of those things are going to come up. And I teach you the process of reverse dieting and I coach people through it. So even if you're listening to this and all you need help with is a reverse diet, Macros 101 is going to give you that and so much more to be able to help you to be successful in your journey. So inside of Macros 101, that's the content. I, I go through these five keys that you have to have. These are the puzzle pieces that if you're missing one of them, you are going to find yourself in that pattern of trying and failing and trying and failing. Um, but in addition to the content, you also have access to the community. And I'm sure you've heard the quote that says that you are the compilation of the five people that you spend the most time around. We all know that our environment makes a difference. And when you align yourself and you surround yourself with other like-minded women who are as committed to their goals as you are, who are working on their on their progress and who are sharing their wins, I can't tell you the, the momentum that it builds when we have a community like that. These are the women who have invested themselves. They are saying, they're taking a stand and saying that they're life and their goals are important and they're willing to invest in them. And you want to surround yourself with those type of women. So we have community is a big part of Macros 101. And then the last key piece is the coaching. Coaching is what makes a difference. You can have all of the knowledge in the world, but until you actively apply it to yourself and to your journey, which is what coaching helps you to do, you're not going to be successful long-term. And that's what I found over and over and over again with my clients is that I could give them content. I could teach them the how, but that didn't necessarily mean that they got the results. And I realized over years that coaching and actually like good coaching where I help clients to be able to ask themselves better questions, help them to be able to tap into their innate wisdom. That type of coaching is what accelerates. It's like an accelerant on a fire, right? It's like pouring gas on a fire. Macro counting. Yeah. Maybe like a fire and it may be, it may work, but imagine what happens when you pour the gas on it, you pour the accelerant on it. It just goes up in flames. And that's what coaching does. And you are able to get that personalized coaching of like, Hey, I'm in this situation. What do I do next? And be able to get a coach to be able to coach you through that. It's me and six other coaches in the, in the macros 101 community. Um, all who I have personally trained in my unique coaching methodology. It's like, 
you will notice that I coach very differently than a lot of coaches. I'm not Google. I'm not, uh, I'm not a guru. I am a coach and a coach is somebody who helps you to be able to find the, the things that are already inside of you, helps you to uncover what's already inside of you. And so that's what macros 101 is. And, um, I've taken almost 2000 women through this program and we are so excited to welcome the women who are ready to get started on their journey and are ready to have help and ready to have coaching and ready to have a community and content to support them through that journey. All right. So let's get into today's topic, which is five reasons that you aren't losing weight. And this is a common thing that I troubleshoot with clients and with people in my DMs where they come to me and they say, Amber, I'm doing all the things, right? I'm counting macros. I'm like eating healthy. I'm working out. Like I'm doing all the things, but it's not working, right? And and you're at this like place where you're like, what do I do next? What's the next step? And if that's you right now, then this podcast episode is going to be really good for you to be able to help you kind of pinpoint where you need to be paying a little bit more attention. And um, there are different aspects of, of this, you know, so quote unquote problem of I'm not losing weight that we're going to look at today, um, five in particular. So we're going to start with number one, which is that you aren't paying attention to calories and macros. I see it every day. I see women who are like, Amber, I'm eating healthy. I eat lots of vegetables and I'm, you know, I'm eating super clean and I'm still not able to have the results that I want. And I think we're starting to, um, for people to understand this a little bit better. Um, but there are still people out there who don't understand that it doesn't matter how clean your food is. It doesn't matter how quote unquote healthy your food is, but that the laws of thermodynamics still apply. Meaning if you are eating more calories than you are using in a day, then you're going to gain weight. And if you are eating less calories than you use in a day, you're going to lose weight. The quality of your food doesn't mess with the law of thermodynamics, right? Like energy in and energy out, it's it's a law. It it has to happen. And so I am a big proponent of of focusing on the quality of your food. I I think that we should be eating like well-nourishing food that is fueling our body. I think no one's arguing that we shouldn't eat vegetables or um, you know, whole foods. I think that's a great part of of your, should be a big part of your diet, mostly because it makes you feel better and it improves your health. Right. And I think sometimes we can get lost on that when we talk about macro counting and we can get lost in, yes, we want to have body composition change, but I think most of us want to have body composition change and be healthy for the rest of our lives. And when you talk about health, the the quality of your food does matter. So I don't want you to misstrew this in saying like, oh, quality of food doesn't matter. It absolutely does. However, at the same time, if you aren't seeing the results that you want, it could be because you are focusing on the quality of your food and you're not paying at all any attention to the calories and the macro composition of your food. And regardless of how whole something is, regardless of if it came from the ground or not, if you are eating more calories than you burn in a day, you aren't going to see the weight loss that you want. And a lot of women spin their wheels saying, well, I, I just have to eat healthier. Like it's just, it's just a matter of eating healthier. And if I just could, could eat healthier, then I would be able to, to see the weight loss that I want. And that is not the case um, as an overarching theme. 
if you eat healthier and you are in a caloric deficit, yes, then you're going to see weight loss. But it's not just a if I eat healthier. And so if you're someone who is is struggling and not losing weight and not seeing the results that you want, are you paying attention to the calories and macros? Um, are you aware of how many calories you're burning per day? And this does not mean that you're like looking at your Apple watch. It does not mean that a machine told you your basal metal relic rate. It doesn't mean that you plugged it into a calculator, but do you actually know how many calories you're burning because you have tested it out because you have actually eaten an amount of food for a period of time and seen how your body responds. Uh, too many women look at their Apple watch and assume that's how many calories they burn. Or they go do an in-body scan and they say, oh, well, the in-body scan said that I burned 1,500 calories a day. I don't care what the in-body scan said. I don't care what your Apple watch says. And I don't even care what an equation says. All I care about is the results. And so if you're eating 1,500 calories a day and it's not working, like you're not actually seeing fat loss, then what we can then deduce from that, because energy in equals energy out, is that that how, is how much your body is burning. Now, there's a whole lot of complicated factors that go into that. And, you know, we could spend days actually coaching someone through this process, but I, I get a little hot under the collar, not hot under the collar. I shouldn't say that. I'm going to, I'm going to rein that in a little bit. I get, I get a little like smack my head when people are like, well, this is how many calories and I, I burn. And I'm like, how do you know that? And they say, well, it's my, my Apple watch says my friend, your Apple watch is not accurate. It's not an accurate reflection of what you're burning. And so a way better way than looking at a watch that's just essentially guessing at your metabolic rate is by actually eating said number of calories for a while and seeing the results that your body gives you. That's how you're going to know what your metabolic rate is. Um, and so if you are currently trying to eat clean, trying to eat healthy, but not paying attention to the calories and the macros, that could be one reason why you aren't actually seeing the results that you want. Okay. Number two, it isn't, what you're doing isn't something that you enjoy, meaning you are prioritizing something being effective over it being enjoyable. I call this white knuckling. You may have heard that term before. Um, but you can imagine white knuckling is referring to like holding on so tightly to something that like the blood leaves your hand and it leaves you with these white knuckles. And we all know that we're able to do that for a while, but we can never do it long-term. Like that's why it's called white knuckling. You can't hold on long-term. It's like if you're hanging from a, a branch and you can hold on really tight for a while, but eventually your grip is going to give out and you're going to fall. And that's what I see happening with a lot of women. And so they're prioritizing a plan being effective over being enjoyable. Crash diets work until they don't, right? You can't maintain a crash diet long-term. Nobody can eat like cabbage soup for the rest of their life long-term. And so things like that, that are very extreme, that aren't things that you enjoy, that hook onto this mentality that the harder it is or the more complex it is or the more miserable I am, the better it works works until it doesn't. And then what happens? Then we rebound and then we yo-yo diet. And then we go from extreme to extreme. We go from restriction to binging and we, we, we swing. It's like a pendulum swinging between these two extremes, never being able to find moderation, never being able to find the middle, never being able to find a maintenance point. And Doing this, prioritizing effective over enjoyability sets you up for yo-yo dieting 
and it sets you up for damaging your metabolism. And it's what we'll talk about that in a little bit, because that's another reason that you might not be seeing results. Um, but that's the consequence. That's the consequence of a prioritizing something that's effective over something that's enjoyable. And you're here because you want results over the long term. You want sustainable results. Those are the people that I attract. I attract the people who are not the ones who want to lose 60 pounds in six weeks. You would rather lose 60 pounds in a year and keep it off forever. Whereas the other women who want to lose 60 pounds in six weeks end up regaining it back and more. We're all about sustainable, long-term, permanent change. And in order to do that, you cannot be prioritizing something that's effective over enjoyable. Because if you do that, it will not be effective in the long term. Okay. And it's so important. And it's something that I really highlight a lot with my clients inside of Macros 101. Uh, I talk about it, customizing your plan to your lifestyle and getting clear on your non negotiables and making sure that those are built into your plan. Something doesn't have to be hard or miserable or complicated to work. Okay. It does need to be customized to you and to your lifestyle, and it needs to be enjoyable for you. And if it's not, then we got to fix it. We got to make it so that it's enjoyable. We got to play the game. Like we got to make it into a game. We got to make it fun. We got to make it enjoyable um, because that's the way that you're going to stick with it long term. Okay, number three. I want to be careful when I say this because a lot of women um, label themselves with this. And if you listen to my um, 102 episode, on you are my rant on you are not the problem. I kind of go into this. So I, I, I want to be a little careful because a lot of women will just say like, Oh yeah, that's my problem. Like that's where I need to solve it. And it, not, it isn't always the problem, but consistency is a big piece. So number three is maybe you lack consistency. Um, and a lot of you have experience with this, especially when it comes to weekends or vacations or parties where you do really good when life is like normal and predictable and your schedule is the same, but as soon as something out of left field is thrown at you, like a weekend or a vacation or a holiday or a party or not being able to get dinner on the table and having to go out, like all of those things that are thrown at you, it, it like blows up in your face and you aren't able to figure out how to include it into your plan. And there are so many women who struggle with starting and stopping. And starting and stopping and repeat every Monday, start, try, fail, repeat, right? And maybe you've experienced that, that pattern. Now, back in 102, I talked about how the problem isn't, it isn't that you just need more willpower. So, okay, let's, let's, let's bring this back. The problem is you lack consistency, but the solution is not that you need more willpower. So that's the leap that a lot of women make. I need more consistency. I'm the problem. I just need to have more willpower. I need to suck it up. I need to try harder. Okay. That's not the solution. The problem is that you lack consistency. The solution is that you need to have a plan that's customized to you and that you enjoy because now you don't have to exert willpower to follow it, right? Who has to exert willpower to like watch your favorite show? (laughs) Who has to exert willpower to, uh, go eat your favorite dessert, right? Like We don't use willpower to do those things because we like them. We enjoy them. And if you are lacking consistency, it might be because your plan isn't something that you actually enjoy. It isn't something that is created for you. Another reason that you might lack consistency 
and I talked about this a little bit too in, in the rant in 102, is that you have some blocks. You have some deep-rooted blocks that keep you from that consistency, that cause you to self-sabotage. And uh, in Macros 101, I talk about these five blocks that that keep you stuck. And it's what I coach through a ton. Because if we don't actually remove those blocks, you're going to continue starting and stopping and failing and telling yourself that you're the problem. And when, as a coach, I can help you get to the root of where that self-sabotage is coming from, and we can shift it, we can remove it, we can eliminate it, then it becomes easy. So many of you are metaphorically driving through your journey with one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake. And you think that if you just could push the gas harder, you'd go faster. And you haven't even yet considered what happens when you remove your foot from the brake. And maybe, just maybe, you don't have to push any harder on the gas. But if you simply remove your foot from the brake, you'll go faster. And that's where I see so many women. You don't have to push faster on the gas. You don't have to push harder. It doesn't have to be miserable. It doesn't have to be hard. You simply need to remove your foot from the brake. You didn't even realize that it was on it. That's the thing. We're all driving down the road. We don't even realize that our foot is on the brake. And what it takes is a coach to be like, hey, girlfriend, your foot is on the brake. Let me help you figure out how to get your foot off the brake so that the energy and effort you're putting in is actually rewarded with a change when you look in the mirror. And that's the power of coaching is to help you to lift your darn foot off of the brake, remove these blocks that are keeping you stuck so that it's easy to move forward and to make the re- get the results that you want. All right, number four, you may be looking at the wrong data. If you are not losing weight and you're trying to lose weight, you may simply be looking at the wrong data. If you are only tracking the number on the scale, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. It's okay. It's okay to do it wrong. We're going to teach you how to do it right. <laughs> you have, if you've been a listener of this podcast, you've heard me say time and time again, fat loss is not weight loss. Weight loss is not fat loss. They are not one-to-one. There's not a one-to-one relationship that when the scale goes down a pound, it means you have lost a pound of fat. That is not a true statement. It does mean that you've lost a pound, but we cannot make the leap and say that the pound you lost was fat. So how do we know if it's working? If we can't just look at the scale and say, oh yeah, it's working. Oh no, it's not working. We have to look at multiple data points. Okay. So if you are going to go buy a house, would you ever buy a house by just looking at one picture? You get one picture of the house. No freaking way, because you know that that one picture is not showing you everything in the house. It's not showing you all the rooms. It's not showing you the layout. It's not showing you how dark it is. Like it's not showing you everything. So just like you would never buy a house with just one picture, you cannot determine whether or not you are losing fat by just looking at the scale. And so what we need to do is we need to make sure that we're pulling in multiple data points. So if you are trying to lose weight, and specifically if you're trying to lose fat, you, yes, should be looking at the scale weight. That is a single data point. But we also need to pull in other data points. So what do we pull in? We pull in progress pictures. We pull in measurements. 
We pull in non-scale victories. We look at the fit of your clothes. We look at how you're like your relationship with food is progressing. We look at the way that you're talking to yourself. All of these things are ways to measure progress that give you a well-rounded actual view and like analysis of what is going on. Because the problem that I see with so many women is that they start something, they are looking at the wrong data points and they're like, it's not working. It's not working. I might as well not do it. <laughs> why, am I, why am I going to all this effort? I'm not going to do it if it's not working. And then they quit. And what they didn't recognize was that it was working, but they were looking at the wrong things. So they didn't know that it was working. And so they quit prematurely. And so if there's one thing that you take away from this episode and start to apply to your own journey, it is that you need multiple data points. You need to be able to pull in multiple data points to actually get a good analysis of what is going on. And once you have a good analysis of what is going on, then it becomes very clear what you need to do next to be able to get the results that you want. All right. Last one. Number five reason why you might be not be losing weight is that your metabolism is shot and that you need to reverse. And I see this all the time in my DMs where people will email me their, like DM me their stories. And in the very end, all it is, is they just haven't ever intentionally eaten more calories, intentionally maintained. They haven't restored their metabolic rate. So if you're, if you've never heard of this term reverse dieting, or you've never heard of metabolic adaptation, I highly suggest you go back and listen to episode nine, 10, and 42. Those are the episodes that I've done on reverse dieting. Um, but I'm just going to do a quick, quick, brief run through of metabolic adaptation. So you understand why this could be why you're not seeing weight loss. So metabolic adaptation is a good thing. It's a good thing that our body does to keep us alive. It it means that our metabolism is regulated and adapts based off of the food that's available, right? So if you have an abundance of food, then your body will actually burn more calories. If you're eating more food, your body will burn more calories. And if you're eating less food, your body recognizes that it needs to be conservative and it needs to not expend as much energy. And so it reduces the amount uh, that you are burning each day. It's just like if you imagine that you had you know, a thousand dollars in the bank and every, every, um, week you had another thousand dollars coming in, right. You would be a little bit more free with your money, right? You expend it a little bit more freely. Whereas if all of a sudden that thousand dollars that you had coming in every week dropped to a hundred dollars, you would be a little bit more stingy with like buying things because you knew that that money wasn't coming in quite as quickly as it was before. Your body does the same thing and it's, it's good. It's, it's how our body is able to keep us alive. It's how we're able to survive like starvation and famines. Um, but it's something that we have to take into consideration. And the problem is, is that if you have consistently been in a caloric deficit, if you can't remember a time when your goal wasn't to lose weight, then you likely over time have coaxed your metabolism down. Your metabolism has adapted to the less amount of food that you eat, which is why some of you are sitting eating 1300 calories and wondering why nothing's happening. You're like, I'm eating 1300 calories. Why am I not seeing a change? Well, my friend, it's because you've eaten 1300 calories for a long time and your metabolism has simply downregulated to match your intake. And that's what we call metabolic adaptation. And again, it's not a bad thing. This, this is a, a natural phenomenon that happens, 
But the great thing is that just like it happens in the downward motion, right? Just like our metabolism can downregulate when we don't eat a lot, it can upregulate if we eat more. And that is the principle of a reverse diet is to slowly add calories to allow your body time to upregulate your metabolism, to improve your metabolism, increase the number of calories that you're burning per day, because now you're, you're fueling your body. Your body is not in this like stressed, uh, chronic low calorie state. You're actually fueling it to a level that allows that metabolism to repair. And so metabolic long-term, like metabolic damage, like you have damaged your metabolism, you can never repair it, isn't a thing. (laughs) So even if you've been a long-term dieter, you haven't, you're not broken. You haven't broken your metabolism. It's doing what it's supposed to do. We just have to make sure that we're working with your metabolism by doing something called the reverse, where you are increasing your calories over time. And reverses can be scary. And I've walked many a woman through them and they all tend to have the same fears and worries. And um, it can be very helpful to have someone coach you through it. But if you are not seeing the results that you want and you've been in a deficit for a while, it's time for a reverse. It is the key and the piece that is missing for so, so many women. And I hear it all the time, women who are like, I say, well, why haven't you reversed? Why haven't you done an intentional maintenance period? And they say, well, because I haven't hit my goal weight. Friend, you're hitting your goal weight is not a prerequisite for a reverse. A reverse is not something that happens at the end of your weight loss journey. It is something that gets you to the end of your weight loss journey. So if you're holding back saying, oh, I'll reverse when when I finally like lose the 20 pounds, I've been working on this 20 pounds for the last six months. And when I finally get there, then I'll reverse. I want you to consider that the reverse is likely what is actually going to get you to the goal. It's not something that's at the end. It's something that will get you there. So that is it. Those are the five reasons that you aren't losing weight. So just to recap, one It could be because you're not paying attention to calories and macros and you're ignoring the laws of thermodynamics and not paying attention to those. Number two, because you're prioritizing effective over enjoyable and you're not enjoying what you're doing. Um, You're white knuckling it, which works until it doesn't work and it doesn't work long-term. Number three, you lack consistency. And we kind of dove into this a little bit and talked about some of the blocks that I, that I work with clients through that help helps them move past that self-sabotage. And we also talked about your lack of consistency, maybe because you are not doing a program that was customized to you, that you're trying to fit yourself, this round peg into the square hole. And that's why you're not able to be consistent with it. Number four is you're looking at the wrong data. You're just looking at the scale and it's not giving you an accurate reflection of what's going on. And so you're making inaccurate conclusions about whether or not it's working based off of just a single data point. And number five is that your metabolism needs some repair. You need to go through a reverse diet. You need to take that time to heal your metabolism before you're going to be able to create that caloric deficit that you need in order to lose the weight that you want. Now, if you're listening to this and you identified maybe something that you're struggling with, I want you to know that this is the type of things that I work with clients inside of Macros 101. This is what we go through. We help to troubleshoot what's keeping you stuck. 
Why aren't you taking action? What's causing you to not be successful? I help you learn how to read the feedback from your body because it can get confusing, right? Like I tell you to take these data points, but then what happens when the scale is going one way and the measurements are going another and the progress pictures are doing a totally different thing? How do you analyze that? So I teach you how to be the scientist in your journey. I teach you how to gather those data points and how to analyze them. And most importantly, how to make adjustments based off of that analysis. We coach you through the mental side of your journey, those five blocks that I talked about um, that keep people stuck, that keep women self-sabotaging. I coach uh, through those through those blocks to help you to be able to actually dig to the root of what is causing you to self-sabotage. Um, and we walk through how to create a customized plan so that it is customized to you, your body, your goals, and your lifestyle. So that's actually a plan that you enjoy and that you want to follow. And that also, of course, gets you the results that you want and is, allows you to be able to hit the goals that you have set for yourself. This is exactly what we do. This is what we do in Macros 101. And if that's something that interests you, if that's something that excites you, if that's something that you're like a heck yes to, I invite you to go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash join. And there'll be all the information about the program and about um, how to join and how to get started with us. Now, if you're listening to this episode and the time has passed um, and Macros 101 is not open because it's not open (laughs) very often, uh, you can, that, that page, I'm pretty sure will just redirect to a wait list and you can just get on the wait list for Macros 101 so that you can know when we open the next time. But the next time will be sometime in 2021. So if you are somebody who you want, you have a goal, you have a goal and you haven't yet been able to reach it, you're missing a piece. And that piece is what I give you inside of Macros 101. And I'm so excited to welcome the women who have already joined and to welcome those who are going to join in the next couple of days. I'm so excited to coach you through this process because it truly, truly, truly can be revolutionary for you and transformational when you are able to recognize that you aren't the problem and that you can create a plan that's customized to you, that you enjoy, and that is actually effective for the results that you want to see. So last time to find more about Macros 101, go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash join. And that's it. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember, my friend, you can do anything. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.